You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. It is December 29th, a Friday. And it is good that it's a Friday because we are that much further removed from the 49ers you know, loss on Monday night. Hopefully the team is going to get back on track against the Commanders. Joining me to talk about that matchup today is always on a Friday is Lori Fitzpatrick. Lori, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. And you know why I'm doing pretty good? Because I was absolutely right about last week. You were right. I hate it. Why did you have to, like, put that into the universe? You know, I made a call to Kittle, to Purdy. Purdy, I was like, dude, just act like, you know, just... Just do do whatever you gotta do to to make sure that um, you know that that I that I get this right. He's like, all right, bet. So, <laughs> oh man! And for those of you that maybe missed last week's episode, Lori predicted that the 49ers would lose Monday night's game against the Ravens, but she did say both of those teams would meet in the Super Bowl and the 49ers would end up victorious. She got the script early, people, so um, maybe we should just listen to Lori from now on. <laughs> just, Dude, that, just was, that was crazy. I couldn't predict a score or anything, but, like, I just feel like the 49ers are a team where it's, like, it's not going to be close. Like, they're going to blow you out, or they're going to have so many mishaps that it just kind of, like, piles up, and then they just kind of, like, they're over the game by – you know, by the time it's already over instead of it being like close, like, you know, that's definitely how it kind of felt. Um, I mean, my prediction was kind of close 2019 um, and it ended up being 33, 19. So, you know, kind of close. I'm not, I didn't think that was going to be your score though. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I'm not proud of, of being close. And, you know, of course the Ravens winning that one, but I'll, like I said, you know, the 49ers are hoping to get back on track against the Washington Commanders. And it's almost like it's a great thing. The 49ers are going up against the Commanders because it's like it should theoretically be easy for them to refocus and feel good after this game. First things first, like we always do, we look at the weather for uh, Washington. It says Monday night, but that's an error. That would be uh, Sunday morning is actually what we're showing here. 49 degrees is the high uh, for the game on Sunday. The game starts at 10 a.m. Pacific. So, yeah, it's going to be kind of chilly, a little uh, tad nipply. But, you know, I think the guys are going to be OK in these conditions. Now, the big thing is here the injuries for both of these teams. The 49ers have quite a few. Eric Armstead's going to be out. Rookie safety Jair Brown, who's been, you know, filling in admirably uh, for the most part for Hufunga, is going to be out. Jawan Jennings still dealing with that concussion. He's going to be out for a second week. Ross Dwelly still dealing with that ankle injury. And uh, Jalen Moore, backup left tackle, out with a concussion as well. But the good news is, you don't see Trent Williams' name on here, which means he is good to go for Sunday. He should be out there. As for the questionables, we got Aaron Banks dealing with a toe injury, Ambry Thomas dealing with a hamstring, Demetrius Flanagan fouls, illness, Jordan Mason, illness. We were just talking before we went live. There's a lot of bugs going around. There's a lot of people sick. So <laughs> make sure you guys wash your hands, use that hand sanitizer. 
uh, DFF and Mason dealing with it right now. But those guys are questionable. And so, yeah, uh, some injuries on the defensive side for the 49ers. You know, Armstead Brown, that's kind of a worry. The 49ers did sign Sebastian Joseph Day. Um, I'm trying to remember when that – like earlier in the week. But I kind of feel like he – there's probably a good chance that he plays this game – but he's not going to start or anything I wouldn't expect, but they'll probably put him in there, rotate him, get him a, get him a few snaps, and then hope that he's ready to go, um, you know, fully against the Rams next week. As for uh, Jair Brown being out, Logan Ryan, who the 49ers signed recently, is probably going to be starting at safety. And if either of the two safeties get hurt in this game, who knows what's going to happen, but... You know, at least on the 49ers offensive line, things looking a little more positive. John Feliciano, if Aaron Banks cannot go, will be playing at left guard. You know, I remember seeing D Winters out there and I was like pretty hype about him last week. So you were he does play. He he plays some uh, special teams. That's like kind of what he's been out there for mostly. But aside from that, he's pretty down on the depth chart. Yeah. Well, I mean, he'll get his his opportunity. Yeah, I mean, especially if this bug keeps, you know, making its way around the locker room. Mm -hmm. Hopefully not, man. I mean, it's making its way around Miami right now. (laughs) Stay out of the nightclubs, people. (laughs) Um, All right, well, on the commander's side, they're dealing with a number of injuries, too. You got safety, Percy Butler. Uh, Both of their starting corners are going to be out. Kendall Fuller and... Benjamin St. Juiced, both of those guys are going to be out on Sunday. That is huge for the 49ers. Very bad for the Commanders. And their center, Tyler Larson, is going to be out. I don't believe that's their starting center, though. Um, And their starting left tackle, Charles Leno, is going to be out. So some some considerable injuries on the Commanders' side. And, you know, not ideal going up against this 49ers team. Jacoby Brissett, who was named the starter for the Commanders earlier in the week, landed on the injury report on Friday dealing with some hamstring tightness or like a, you know, hamstring strain. But anytime you get added on the injury report on Friday, it's not always a good thing, right? And so that's interesting because that potentially opens up the door for Sam Howell to start in this game if Brissett, you know, doesn't fill up the plane on Sunday. Very, very interesting if that were to happen. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I think um I like I'm trying to like figure out who was their starter at center. Nick Gates. I think it's Nick Gates instead of uh Tyler Larson. I, like you're saying. Here, I uh so offense. Defense. Okay, Gates, Gates. Yeah. yeah, I've seen Gates. Yeah, so that's their that's their starter at center. Um, so the backup center is going to be out for this one, so that shouldn't hurt them too much. But yeah, yeah be their, too big their left deal. tackle, their starting left tackle is going to be out, um, as will be both of their starting corners. So that's a big blow for them in this game. But yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just, I was just going to say, I honestly don't think it's going to be, um, you know, that big of a deal. You know, the 49ers is going to bounce back. So. Um, you know, even if their roster wasn't so uh, injured, I mean, I don't think it would be, you know, a huge deal. Look, those those records are reversed. Come on, Come on <laughs> yeah, Niners. the 49ers eleven four, the Commanders four eleven, 
um, almost my height. Uh, and you, you could see that <laughs> in the EPA per play allowed, the commanders are in the red. In EPA per pass allowed, they are in the red. That is very bad. Yeah, I mean, even, you know, even their rush um, is not so good. I'm pretty sure they're uh, top 10 in, in rushing yards allowed. Um, they're just, they're just not doing good. They, they're, they totally need a rebuild season. So this is that season where they just let everyone win. (laughs) But at the same time, knowing that Ron Rivera has like one foot out the door, basically, you know, I thought maybe they would have some little fight in them left and they're going to put their best efforts even if that's not you know their best efforts don't quite match up to the 49ers best efforts but you know they're gonna they're gonna try their damnest and and so you know let's talk about the cautious matchups for the 49ers first you know I I always try to put a few in here just to respect the opponent and who I'm respecting this week on the commander's defense is their interior defensive line. Cause they got two pretty good uh, defensive tackles and Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. Uh, Allen has 46 pressures and six sacks on the season. He ranks 14th in pass rush win rate among defensive tackles. Deron Payne on the other hand has five sacks, 28 pressures. And they might not be as dominant as they had been in previous years, but you know, those are still guys to be aware of, especially with the 49ers offensive line. As I mentioned, John Feliciano going to be starting at left guard um, if Aaron Banks is indeed going to be out. And Spencer Burford, who has struggled all year at that right guard spot, he's going to be back there too. So, you know, just just keep an eye on those guys because they, they could wreak havoc if you let them. See, I think, you know, and I know we kind of want to, like give up and not not think about last week but you know we've been talking about the pressure and how Purdy's been really good with the pressure um and even when we think about the offensive line maybe not being like you know as good as they should be you know for for this team being as good as it is I really think the Ravens kind of did more of like a delayed blitz um, that really affect, affected Purdy. I don't think like just players being like at, being really good in the, at the pass rush or the interior pressure. I think he's still really good at avoiding pressure that way. I really mm-hmm. think it was the the delayed blitz that was really getting him, um, and uh, and some of the some of the zone defense. So I again, I'm not too worried about this defensive line, but yeah, you got to give some credit where it's due. And that would be, you know, one shining spot in this dull defensive roster for the commanders. Yeah, I, I mean, I think so, too. Like, the the Ravens were changing some of their coverages, like, post-snap. And I think that was getting to, to Purdy. There was one particular play where Christian McCaffrey motioned to the right. And it looked like... Uh, Queen went with him, you know, followed his motion. But as soon as Purdy snapped the ball, he just goes in and blitz uh, Purdy instead. Uh, so just little things like that. There was a lot of things that the, that the the Ravens did right in that game just to, you know, make Purdy think a little bit longer. I'm not really expecting that from the commanders. You know, they just don't have 
the the coaching, the the personnel to make it happen. A lot of people this week talking about, you know, is a blueprint out on Purdy. I simply don't think if there is, it's not like every team is going to be able to execute that blueprint. So I don't think there's really much to worry about about the commanders. You can see here on this chart where they rank um, in EPA per play allowed, as you know, we kind of mentioned earlier, and success rate allowed. And the closer you are to the bottom left on this chart, the worse the defense in those two categories. And you can see the commanders are in the lower left quadrant here. So they're allowing a lot of EPA per play and a high success rate this season. Wow. Um, I mean, this the success rate, like isn't as high as what you would like what you think it would be like with the EPA being so low. Look at them Jaguars, yo, dead center. Dead center center Jags, man. Yeah. I noticed that they were like right in the middle. Yeah. (laughs) That's where they are in a lot of these charts, like right in the middle, meaning that everyone can beat them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyway, you look at it like that. Um, But yeah, so that's, that's my first like, cautious thing just keeping an eye on those interior defensive linemen of the commanders um and and the second one is uh looking at logan thomas their tight ends so the last two weeks Lori, if you recall i was calling uh isaiah likely a favorable matchup and then the week prior i called uh who was it trey mcbride a favorable matchup for the 49ers defense But the defense against tight ends has slipped a little bit in the last three weeks. The 49ers have allowed 66, 172, and 73 yards to tight ends the last three weeks, as well as two touchdowns in that span. And Logan Thomas is 32 years old, so he's not quite the threat that he was in his prime. And this season, he's only averaging 33.4 receiving yards per game. But... Like Jacoby Brissett, let's say he plays, right, as as we kind of are expecting him to. Um, he threw one of his touchdowns uh, to, um, to Logan, Logan Thomas, Thomas last week. And with the 49ers corners pretty much taking care of Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, I would expect Thomas to get, you know, some extra looks in this one uh, just to kind of move the ball, check down, you know, just the short yarded stuff to keep the ball moving. Uh, so the 49ers just have to make sure that doesn't get out of hand. I think as far as the the personnel, 49ers linebackers, that should be a win against Logan Thomas. But, you know, just something just something to keep an eye on in this game. Yeah, I mean, Isaiah kind of did, you know, he, he didn't do too bad. Um, but, uh, yeah, Logan Thomas, dude, he's old. Like, I really can't even believe yeah. he's still um, in the he's league. 32. He's still around. Man, he's well. I'm, For tight I'm ends, older, I mean, I'm older like, than him, kinda... so I guess he's. Yeah, not I was that gonna old. say like he he's my age. I was like, you calling, you calling me old, <laughs> but no, I get it. I was I was thinking that I was like 32 for a tight end. You know, you got to play a very physical position, physical sport. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised he's in there too because he's dealt with a lot of injuries in his career as well, and he just keeps coming back. So yeah. you know, credit to him, but. Bro. I so I was prepared to have Jacoby Brissett as a cautious matchup in in this uh, game just because the sample size of 
Brissett leading this commander's offense is pretty small. So I know that's always tough for like, you know, an opposing defense to prepare for. But we do know this. Uh, Washington has produced points on five of the six possessions that Brissett has played this season. And he's uh, 18 of 23. Uh, that is a 78.3% completion percentage, 224 yards, 9.7 yards per attempt, and he has three touchdowns. So small sample size, but the sample size is good, and it looks efficient, right? So the reason that I changed my mind on Brissett being a cautious matchup is because, one, you know, the commanders aren't going to have their starting left tackle in Leno, um, and Brissett dealing with the hamstring strain. So, like, let's say if he plays, right, he's going to be kind of managing that throughout the game, not trying to, like, re-aggravate it, hoping it doesn't flare up. Um, and so I kind of imagine that will keep him in the pocket a bit, keep him from scrambling out unnecessarily. The 49ers have been playing a lot of mobile quarterbacks in, like, the last few weeks. Um, and so I think they would really enjoy <laughs> just having a, a static pocket quarterback once again and hopefully like Brissett with this hamstring thing uh could be that guy on Sunday yeah I mean the only thing like I'm not trying to think too much about earlier in the season for the 49ers but against backup quarterbacks man the you know it's it's not looking great remember PJ Walker yeah um, you thought that that was going to be super easy then you know he came out and you know he I mean he did throw two interceptions but at the same time he you know, they still got the win, so um just gotta Even be Dobbs. cautious. Yeah. Even Dobbs, Dobbs early in the year. Yeah, they've they have played some and so that's why I like I was thinking of putting them as a cautious um matchup just because like it's kind of hard for yeah. the 49ers to prepare for, honestly. Yeah. And even and the 49ers are all about preparation, though. so yeah, it, exactly. In and general. And if the commanders make that last minute decision. Sunday morning to like keep Brissett out of the game. That'll be an even more interesting thing. How the 49ers handle that. Cause then you're going back to Sam Howell, you know, did the 49ers prepare for both quarterbacks just in case of anything? I don't know, but finding that out that, you know, Brissett got added to the injury report late Friday and then the possibility of him being out, Sunday morning like that you know that could potentially change some things for the defense yeah so. definitely cautious um, yeah uh but that brings me to the favorable matchups for this team uh and I was just showing the uh, commander's offensive line first things first like hello Chase Young right like this is what the people call a revenge game you know Young says it's just any other game for him so whether or not he'll be like a little more motivated to be playing his former team. I think there's always like that extra motivation to want to play well against your former team, even if there isn't any bad blood and the 49ers sure would not complain if that were the case. I mean, since they're going to be without Eric Armstead, like I said, um, and you know, Kinlaw maybe goes back to more of a, rotational role with Sebastian Joseph Day potentially getting some snaps in this game. I think that would be ideal because Kinlaw, like his production kind of was starting to drop off the more snaps he was getting. So to keep him efficient, like he, he has to stay on a limited uh, rep count, I think. 
And so hopefully Joseph Day can get some, uh, you know, some snaps in this one. But how about Javon Hargrave last week? I thought he had a great game against the Ravens. No one's going to really pay attention to it because the 49ers lost as bad as they did. But I thought Hargrave had a had himself a, a great game. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's definitely something where um... – you know, you, you you look at Chase Young and you realize, dude, this is the team that he's played with. He knows the offensive lines, yeah, weaknesses. Right. He knows, you know, um, you know, he's been practicing against these guys, um, you know, week in and week out. Um, so it should be a game where he's able to kind of slide in there and uh and maybe maybe get a few sacks. I think that would be cool. But yeah. what what I'm what I'm thinking is I just watched like all the highlights from week 16 of last year's game against the Commanders. Um, mm-hmm. That was really interesting. I think that when we when we move on um, to the next favorable matchup. Um, I don't think like I'd be particularly worried. I think what uh, Rob mentions uh, in the chat, if two tip balls fall to the ground, it would be a different game. And I don't know if you remember last year, but there was a tip ball that got intercepted against the commanders last year. Um, so I think the that's Purdy interesting. intercepted it or, or Purdy was intercepted. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A, a tip ball. So it's just something that, you know, has been happening. Um, but uh, but yeah, you got to be able to bounce back. But they, you know that did happen, and they still won. Was it thirty-seven to twenty in last year's matchup, week sixteen? Like, what is up with these two teams facing off at the end of the season? It's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, I I know it's it, it Kinda, makes for some interesting uh, football, I guess. I mean, it it can it can really like get you motivated. Uh, when going into the playoffs, when like you beat a team's ass, like that's what some yeah. college teams do before they start the season. They play some like division two school so that they can like really like, you know, feel better about themselves when they go into the season. It, I think it's kind of messed up, actually, that college teams do that. Um, but hey, it's something that kind of gets the season going uh, with a win and you can kind of end the season that way uh, with a win. Yeah, and like I mean, I think we're all hoping that the 49ers kind of regain their footing against this Commanders team because they're going to need that feeling good, that momentum when they play the Rams in that Week 18 game. Uh, Why I, are so many people worried about this game? That's crazy. Dude. Like it's like <laughs> so many people. Like I'm hearing it on like all the chats, like on my Twitter responses. On I'm talking about Lori, you know, the 49ers, it's, it's, and they're like. Is Don't gonna be the Rams lightly. It's because the Rams are looking good right now. They're they're looking really good. And you know, I never count out Stafford. I don't count out McVay because he's an excellent coach. Kyron Williams has been balling. Puka has been balling. So like dude, I'm our boy. I am like, yeah, we did we did both like uh Puka Nakua at uh the senior bowl and he was at the senior bowl, right? I believe. Yeah, yeah. He um, only had practice the one day, the first day, and that was it because he did so well. And everybody was like, "Dude, he's gonna kill it in the league." <laughs> and then he, week one or two, he comes out. And Who heard of this guy? If you went to the senior bowl, we knew. Yeah. We all knew that this was gonna happen. He looked good there too. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's why a lot of 49er fans have some angst uh, about that week eighteen game because then it's a must win, right? The fact that they lost against the Ravens makes these next two a must win of course if they want to continue to control their destiny there's still some scenarios in which like other teams can help them out in clinching um if they don't win but of course getting the win 
um, against these two next two teams going to be what clinches them the the first. That's the, that's their best chance. So yeah, that's me. why. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's that's for next week's show. You know, I'm sure that'll be an interesting one. Um, but getting back to the commanders, like as as far as where the commanders rank in pass blocking and run blocking this season, they rank 18th in both um, composite rating ranks. You see them here for pass blocking, um, for run blocking, they're also 18th. So, you know, just kind of okay. Like the 49ers have definitely gone against better offensive lines and have still been productive. So I'm, I'm expecting that the 49ers should be able to get some pressure on whichever quarterback does play in this game. And I'm liking that matchup for them. Yeah. As far as the 49ers, you know, biggest, one of the biggest weapons in this game, Christian McCaffrey, man, and he has 21 touchdowns from scrimmage this season. Right. So that, that means he's tied with Raheem Moser also having a crazy year, but McCaffrey needs two touchdowns on Sunday, or at least the next two games to tie Jerry Rice um, and three, to break the record for uh, touchdowns, total touchdowns in a season. Um, so I, I'm expecting McCaffrey to have a big game because if you see his numbers since week 12, he's been killing it as far as his uh, yards per attempt. And, you know, we, we know he's a beast, but the commanders ranked 23rd in yards per attempt allowed with four and a half. Um, they're also 23rd in rushing yards allowed per game. They're allowing 122.7 uh, rushing yards per game right now. Although in the last three weeks, they are third worst in that span because they've been allowing 161 rushing yards per game. So only the the Cardinals and the Seahawks have been worse in, in that span. So I'm I'm expecting the 49ers to lean on the run a lot in this game just because I think they're at a point in this season where it's like, man, we don't want to deal with too many more injuries. Uh, let's just get out of this game or drop like, as easily as we can. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I think it'll help Brock Purdy get back in a bit of a groove too. If you know, the run game is present and we know what McCaffrey can do with the ball in his hands. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking this is more of a Kittle game, to be honest. If you, if uh, man last, last season in that week, 16 game, he had two touchdowns, and he almost had a third touchdown, but he was tackled at the one-yard line. I was like, dude, this is going to happen again. This is going to happen again this week. So um, it might be a Kittle game. Good. It could. I mean, like, with both of the starting corners being out for the Commanders, it could be a big everyone game. <laughs> like, I'm not, yeah. even, I'm not even joking. Like, I think Ayuk's going to get his. I think Debo could get his. I think this is a game where the 49ers can get up early um, on them and yeah. And hopefully just take Purdy out in the fourth quarter, take some guys out in the fourth quarter. Like that's what I'm hoping. So we'll, we'll see if that happens, but yeah, I mean, certainly some of the injuries uh, on the commander side is going to make this one interesting. Um, Oh yeah. I remember that one. Technic, she says Kittle grinched one of those touchdowns from Ray Ray McLeod. I remember that one because I believe <laughs> Purdy was targeting McLeod and Kittle just. Yeah, they uh, ran the same it route. It, was, it looked like he thought it was. For and then him. he hugged him. He hugged him in the end zone. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, He's so like, it was well, a big I'm game here. for Kittle. Um, he he was well on his way to having a good game last week too. 
I mean, he ended up having over 100 yards last week. He had 90-something in the first quarter alone. So, yeah, I think he's going to be able to, you know, keep that momentum going into this game. But I think it's obvious that I think maybe one of the most favorable matchups in this game for the 49ers is Brock Purdy going up against this commander's defense. Washington is allowing a league high 18.9 passing. Oh, wait, that's a that's a fantasy football stat. Well, if you guys are into fantasy football or in a fantasy football playoffs or championship, Washington is allowing 18.9 passing points per game. So there you go. And uh, 7.7 yards per attempt. So that's 29th. 12 yards per completion, also 29th. And a league high 6.2 touchdown rate to quarterbacks. Um, they're 31st in pressure rate. And in their last three games, they've only mustered up a 2.73% sack rate. That is the third worst in that wow. span. So Purdy dealing with that, you know, shoulder stinger. He says he's fine to go for this game. I don't think this is going to be one of those games where he's at risk of, you know, re-injuring or re-aggravating that stinger. I think he's going to be upright for this one. I think he's going to be dialing it up and, you know, throwing the ball freely as we've, we've ever seen him. Um, and I think it's going to feel good for him to get that monkey of Monday night off of his back. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, I, I think, you know, like you said, it's going to be a game where, you know, the wide receivers have a chance to kind of go off. Um, you know, I saw on PFF and I also saw in one of your, uh, one of your clips here, that cornerback, who you know since they're out the cornerback that's starting literally has a gray um yeah like a gray square grade. because he has like no snaps he is literally no grade because he's so bad so I, this is definitely a pretty bounce back game um but um yeah it may, it may not be something where uh he's really having to squeeze it into too many um you know small windows so he sh he should be fine he should go off this game to be honest yeah, Emmanuel For Forbes is uh, the rookie. He's he's played some games this year for them, uh, but you know he's going to be their number one <laughs> in this game. So that's going to be kind of tough for him. And then I'm trying to figure out Holmes of uh, Washington Christian Holmes. Okay, finding out a little bit more about him. He's <laughs> His first name, <laughs> twenty six years old. He's a second-year player, but he was uh, drafted in the seventh round. So I think oh, wow. that kind of tells you what you need to know. Not that seventh-round players, you know, can't have a, you know, okay career. But, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, along it's a little bit different for corners, but yeah. Yeah, so I think it, it might be a tough go for for him. Um, yeah, and and I know uh, Tariq Castro-Fields, who pe former Penn State corner, 49ers had him as an undrafted free agent or actually did they draft him? They, I think the 49ers might've drafted him um, here. I'm trying to find Castro fields. Um, yeah. He was drafted in the sixth round by the 49ers last season. And so he's sixth round, you know, pick last year, second year player that could potentially play in this game too. Um, and so again, yeah. In the sixth. So, just is a bad situation for the commanders with their corners. And so I don't, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly for them, but it's going to be great for Brock Purdy. I, you know, it's going to be a big bounce back opportunity for him. 
Um, and, you know, some of the stats that I mentioned, like uh, what the Washington defense was allowing in in past production, that was even before these injuries happened, okay? So just imagine how much of an opportunity Purdy has here in this game. And, uh, Laura, you mentioned, so the, that Week 16 game from last season, that was Purdy's third start. Um, and he was 15 to 22, 234 yards, 10.6 yards per attempt, two touchdowns, and the one interception you did mention. Um, do you wow. have a, a score prediction for this game? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Kind of like Hollywood. Mm, damn. I was gonna say kind of like how it went for the Cowboys earlier this season. I was gonna go with like 42 to 10. Um <laughs> like, but maybe I'll go like 38, 38 to 38 to 13. 38 13. That's that's good. I like that. Okay, so earlier in the week, up till like yesterday, I was saying 27-13 because I was like in my head, you know, the 49ers, I think, are just gonna be happy to just, you know win any which way like they're not really gonna make any point i think the commander is gonna play him tough and all this stuff and then today like i find out they're gonna be out two corners so that changes everything for me and my prediction so i'm gonna change it i'm gonna say uh 35 13 because i do think uh with Brissett, you know playing even maybe even if howell plays you know, they're gonna be able to get a touchdown a couple field goals um because at a certain point in the game the defense would just relax a little bit and yeah, yeah so we're, we're pretty close in our prediction there and here's something interesting the commanders are allowing 30.2 points per game so i think our wow. prediction is is pretty fair um if anything like the higher one 38 that's probably more on the money and more accurate of what may actually happen in this game but yeah the 49ers need this one man to one feel good about themselves again after that loss but also, just to you know, get the get the juices flowing up again and get you ready for next week's game. That will also yeah. be a must-win. So, yeah, if, if they can let the Bears score forty points, then yeah. come on, yeah, man. I mean, what else needs to be said? And so that's, that's why it. this was a short show because it was like there's honestly not too much to like say about the command, it, like. They're bad. They're bad. And not only are they bad, I don't think they have too much fight left in them. And so, yeah, the 49ers should be able to handle this team no problem. So, yeah, with that, I mean, that's our show. Uh, appreciate all of you guys for tuning in. Make sure you like this video if you haven't yet. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet. Always appreciate the love. Always appreciate all of you guys in the comments. Um, not sure if I'm going to be doing a post game show on Sunday, just because, uh, we're, we're doing a new year's brunch, new year's Eve brunch. Okay. So, uh, might, might not get to do, might not even get to watch the game live, but we'll see. Maybe I'll do a show later in the day, but you guys will know if you have notifications on for my channel when I go live. So make sure you guys hit that bell. Uh, but for now, have a good rest of your Friday night, folks. Peace.